Yo, welcome in everybody. It is dark mode. Crack open a cold one. It's going to be a good episode today. Uh, welcome to the Riot Podcast. It is your host, Kirby, the Riot, Terrio. I got my boy with me, Jackson, the goat, Choke. Yeah, Choke the goat, but yeah, you know what's up. My name is Jackson, Choke, and today we're going to be talking about NFL football and fantasy and how it went. So, with me, I was an eight seed this year in our fantasy football league. I uh, barely made the playoffs. We have an eighteen playoff out of ten, and I played the one seed, who is Zach Hill. He's been he's probably the best in our league, pretty much. He's won the most amount of championships, and uh, dude, I went head to head with him. Scored more than anybody else in the league more points and i still came up short by 0. 0.03 points <laughs> dude i had dude of a point one uh, 0.03 of a point let's I, get that straight i like, know not dude. even a point i know dude right? like I, I was watching this game you know at, at my parents house and i was just sitting there going like dude that's just a bad beat man like i i couldn't imagine how you felt until monday night showed up when yeah. i mean i didn't get beat you know as bad as you did. I mean, that's a .03. That's less than a yard, man. Yeah. So I, mean, me... I got I got beat by like twenty yards, like two fantasy points. I still think I should have won that game personally. Yeah. So let me let me go let me run down mine real quick. So the the play that I made that lost me the round of the playoffs was I started Chase Claypool over C D Lamb and I even traded for CeeDee Lamb. I traded Kirby here for CeeDee Lamb. I did not start CeeDee Lamb in my flex spot because I had oh, I, I had traded away Julio Jones for Allen Robinson, so I started Allen Robinson. And you might, well, I might say that's a bad trade, but Julio didn't even play in the playoffs for the first round. Like, dude, it, it worked out for me. Like, Allen Robinson got 22 points. And I also had Justin Jefferson, which I'm not going to sit Justin Jefferson. Like, come on. So I start Claypool because Claypool, I feel like he's he's got the better team around him. Big Ben's going to start throwing it to him more. So I'm sitting there watching the game. Claypool is on the sideline for I don't know how many plays with three points. Dude, it was like, it was like 20 plays at least. Like, he, They're he, driving he down have, the field. Know, They're driving dude. down the field. Claypool's still on the sideline. They score with Juju. Um, the Lil Hill, who the team I'm playing against, has Juju Smith-Schuster. He gets the touchdown. He takes the lead by .03 points. So I'm like, all right, well, they're going for two. At least throw it to Claypool. Claypool runs a slant route. He's the outside receiver. He runs the slant route. Wide open, hands up, and everything. Big Ben looks at him, decides to throw it to Eric Ebron, who is running the wheel route from the tight end position. And it hits Ebron's hands as it does a million times, and he drops it. Next drive. Dude, who's their running back? It's Jalen Samuel. Jalen Samuel was on the field in the wide out position. Just standing there, not even running a route, just with his hands up. Like you have a running back at the wide receiver X route, X spot. 
put Claypool out there and let him run a go and moss somebody. On top of that, the whole game you're trying to throw the ball to Deontay Johnson, who has the more, who most drops out of any wide receiver in the NFL. Why do you keep giving that man chances when you have Chase Claypool, a blossoming star in the NFL? Throw it to the man. He's six foot, God knows what. Throw it to him, let him come down with it. Instead, you throw it to James Washington, which James Washington is good. And I understand that Deontay Johnson is a good athlete, but he's obviously going through something right now. If you're losing to the Buffalo Bills, who are not a bad team, throw it to your best player. I mean, yeah, for real. You got – that was pretty bad. I mean, like, I was watching watching the game. I saw Claypool wasn't hardly being used. I mean, the Pittsburgh offense in general right now just looks terrible. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, when we get no, on, let's talk about it now. No, dude. no, because I, I want to talk. I want to talk about my fantasy it's team. Terrible, I want to vent man. about my fantasy team a little bit too, and I want to talk about the Pittsburgh matchups a little bit, and all the and a little bit of the football matchups a little later. But I want to vent about my team a little bit. We can talk all day about this. And uh, like, I didn't have a bad team. So this year, as Cho knows, this year has really just been like a. Kind of like a proving year for me. Like, do I really kind of belong in this league? Like, our league right now is actually pretty dang tough. Uh, I'd say one of the tougher ones, you know, in Louisiana, maybe Southeast. I mean, it's it's a tough league. Every single one of us keeps up with it. We watch, uh, we watch fantasy football podcasts. We watch the game very in, like thoroughly, and. We're looking up stats. I mean, we have we all have this app, by the way, called Fantasy Life. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, but you know, it's a great app to have for fantasy. Uh, you get the latest news. I think at like the earliest times, uh, like as they're happening, you get fa- you get the fantasy updates and news, like injuries and and so on and so forth. Yeah. So say Noah Fant ends up like having to take a dump in the second quarter, and midway through his crap, he ends up pulling a hamstring it will tell you as he's wiping his butt that he has torn a hamstring and that you can't play no offense or you're screwed he'll just get zero points for you that happens so this year i actually had a pretty good year i I had a very good year so i started off the year i think i was a second team overall i mean i had a couple uh i'd say fluke victories where you know i was I i didn't start the right player and kirby you've been but Kirby, for some context, Kirby's been kind of struggling in the fantasy league. You know, like he's had, he's come in last, he's come in ninth, and I think you come in eighth. So, I mean, for you. Seventh the year before that. Yeah. yeah, So, for you to go to fifth with a good seating in the playoffs, like, that's what's up, man. You made a really good comeback this season. You had a good team. Yeah. I I mean, I went into this season, uh, um, I went to the playoffs eight and five. Honestly, should have. I think I should have went in there like nine and four, but that's another discussion for another day. But I, this year is really has been an improving year for me because I've now proven like, hey, like I'm a good fantasy manager. I know what I'm doing. Like I just had a couple bad instances this year, like Miles Sanders' offense all getting hurt, and so he can't do anything. That hurt me pretty much all season. And then Terry McLaurin getting Alex Smith, who basically is just a check down guy to J.D. McKissick. 
to – I mean, I saw the writing on the wall for Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is honestly the reason why I won uh, the fantasy playoff week one. I mean, he only dropped 3.4 fantasy points and half PPR, had two receptions for 24 yards. When I could have started Kiki Cutie, who honestly has become – I'd say the star receiver down in Houston right now, at least as for right now, it might be Chad Hansen since uh, that fumble that Cutie had at the end yeah, of the Yeah, he's been coming on as of late. But, I, I mean, Kiki Cutie has been established in the offense. So, I I, I think he, if you're playing in championships, then Kiki, Kiki Cutie's your guy. Yeah, especially in uh, – If he's healthy. Yeah, especially in three wide receiver leagues and maybe even two quarterback leagues, like deeper leagues. You could definitely start Kiki QT as as a flex option for sure in the championship, but yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that actually hurt me the most is Baltimore. Baltimore's defense hurt me bad. They only got no fantasy points. Like they got none. Got none. Zero fantasy points off an interception and a safety. How does that happen? Yeah, that's crazy. And they, they played the Jags too, or no? They played Cleveland yeah. that week. How much did they get against the Jags though? During the against the Jags, they got ten, they got ten fantasy points. They had five sacks, a fumble recovery, and a safety, but they allowed fourteen points. Yeah, you came up two points shy. That's crazy, man. So like, all I needed was Baltimore to get like two sacks, maybe. Yeah. Or or maybe a sack and an interception, and boom, I have the win against Chandler. That's yeah. boom. There's the win. Yeah. So honestly, I didn't. Th- I don't. So here, here's another argument I want to bring up because our league is actually very competitive, yeah. it, and there's a lot of trash talk, a lot of trash talk, but we all we all do it in good fun, most of the time. And I think we have our third guest joining us. His name is Jacob Slaughter. Come on, join the join the set. He's pulling up here late, but he's on the, he's on live. I, uh, How did your fantasy season go, man? We're man, gonna put you on the spot. I had, I had a good season. I think I had a pretty good season. I had a very rough patch in the middle, ended pretty well. Got to playoffs and got first rounded. So I mean, it, it didn't end well. How much but, did you uh, lose by? I lost by you lost I pretty like bad. twenty something yeah. points. Yeah, my team was projected one fifty after like yeah. At least we didn't get games. stomped. Hey, look, <laughs> my team was projected one fifty after the twelve o'clock games. Like Keenan Allen hurt, and bro. Joey's team was projected one hundred and three. I was projected to beat him by forty seven points after the twelve o'clock games were done, and he ended up beating me by twenty. I scored one hundred and three points. Damn. But anyways, yeah, I just came over here to get my laptop because I got a test to do. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. Winter classes, man. Yeah. Y'all have fun. I have to go. All I right. gotta get my laptop. See you, See you big job. dog. So, anyway, as I was saying, so this year, like Baltimore's defense kind of kind of fucked me over, and I mean, as you can tell, Slaughter kind of got fucked over too. Oh, he Slaughter was actually Slaughter's team was one of the teams I was actually kind of worried about because he had. Good players, but it also I want to get into this argument right now because our team, uh, like I said, our league is very competitive. There's a lot of trash talk. We all do it in good fun most of the time, but sometimes tempers do get flared. And there was an argument that came up. I'm not gonna uh, name names, but one of our friends said that 
uh, Cho here was a bad fantasy manager that, you know, he, he, that he was that going four and nine this season <laughs> proves that he's a bad manager and that him barely making playoffs last year is like he, I, I don't think y'all understand this man ha, has a championship under the, under his belt. Y'all, y'all don't understand that he, he, he's been there before. He knows what it takes to get the playoffs. He's just had <laughs> bad years. I mean, everybody, every coach has a bad year. But if you have the championship, then you know, then you know how to get there. Yeah. So let's get this straight. Like everybody else in the league, like pretty much, like watches a little bit of college football. They watch like uh, all their fantasy shows and like all that. I watch the combine, son. Like I watch the draft. I watch. Pac-12 at night, like Utah, whenever they're playing. Like, that's how I heard about Zach Moss. Like, yeah. let's get that straight. Like, I watch every single football game that's on. Like, that's, football is pretty much my life. Like, I watch every single play that I can. If it's live, rewind it, or on YouTube, like, I watch highlights of the games that happen. Like, I'm just watching me some football. Like, that's why this whole – COVID thing was such a thing for me because I was like, dude, are we even going to have football? And then we finally did. Like, yeah, you were torn up about that. I'm just, guess, like, yeah. glad that we had it. You know what I mean? Like, I wish we could get some bands in that place. But, I mean, it I is mean, what the, it Saint, is. the Saints are allowing, like, I think, like, 10 15% capacity. So, I, Let's at get least, it. I mean, at least we they're allowing fans. that. But, like. I don't like the uh, – I don't like the I – don't, I don't necessarily like the fake crowd noise. But if they're real about that Twitch – where uh, Twitch doing where you can watch the game on Twitch and broadcast it and commentate it. I'm down to do that shit. Yeah, Let's true, true. But we also gotta, you know, we also gotta keep in mind of the new copyright laws that are coming in with this bill. So you know, let's let's. Hey, it is what it is. I if think I that's can gonna hurt. Call a game on Twitch live. That's what's up. Yeah, but um, back to fantasy football. Like it was, it was. My team was honestly very bad. Like, I lost to the last-place team one time. I lost to the second-to-last place team at the first game of the year. And then, uh, like, my, my team just – it was tough. Like, Julio was not healthy for most of the season, so I had to be careful when to play him. Um, I, I made a lot of trades. I traded away DK. I didn't have to, but I felt like I did because I didn't have good running backs yeah, at the start dra- of the season. Yeah, and I drafted DK, so I'd say yeah. I, I, but, I messed up on that part. But. but I eventually traded away Kyler, but I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Chris Carson. I got Allen Robinson when I gave away Ju- uh, Julio. Um, I picked up Claypool before anybody else while he was balling. Like, I got points out of Claypool. You know what I mean? He wasn't just a flop for me all season. And then uh, – yeah. um, I got I had Damian Harris who came up pretty clutch for me in some weeks. Uh, I had Rojo and Leonard Fournette when everybody told me that was stupid to invest in that backfield, but it was actually very smart. Like every time one of them would play, they would e- at least get fifteen points. Like that, yeah, one of them. That Bucks backfield was like if for me when I like read like into who's starting and who Arians was thinking was the better back each week and. Him saying, like, Rojo needs to get 15 to 20 touches. Like, I was like, all right, I'm starting yeah. Rojo. And then when Rojo had COVID, it's like, okay, Leonard Fournette, easy wins, and he gets 20 points. Easy. Like, that was a good backfield to invest in. And yeah. then my tight ends were good at the start of the season, but they just ended up flopping. 
Jonu Smith was leading the league in touchdowns at the tight end position, and then he just he disappeared. disappeared off the yeah, face he, of the he map. got hurt, yeah. and then he came back a little bit, and they just kind of used him as a decoy. And then Noah Fant, like I said, he like has every injury in the book. He gets sick every now and then, like, and then he finally plays in my consolation bracket. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. But I mean. I traded away Gronk, you know, because I had three tight ends. I got players. I got an extra player for that. I mean, it was – I had an eye season. I mean, Justin Jefferson was by far my best player this year mm. at the at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Um, but Aaron Rodgers held it down. Like, last year I did terrible when I had Mahomes. But, like, this year I kind of – I bounced back. Yeah, I so, had a terrible year the year before. So, last yeah, year. so this year – Honestly, you had a terrible team to start off. Or not really a terrible team. They just everybody was hurt and Dude, I drafted and, Darius Geis. He turned himself in, bro. Exactly. Like that's I had uh Damian Harris. No, not Damian Harris. Damian Williams for the Chiefs. He opted out of the season. Like we had an early draft, like it was terrible. Like, I don't think and I don't think y'all realize the magnitude of Darius Geis getting like that uh, sucks. Like dude. turning himself in. Like Darius. Like that's when, an LSU you, hero. When you think of, when you think about it in hindsight now, Darius Geis is actually the perfect running back for the offense that they have put exactly. in right now. You have Antonio Gibson, who's honestly he's, he's good. He, I mean he's good. But Antonio but Gibson not and Darius as good Geis, as, he's not as good as Darius Geis. Darius Geis has that hit power. Good... Has that hit power that Leonard Fournette has, but also has that shiftiness. Yeah. That that I'd say like Raheem Mostert. If would anything, have. that's a good one. And he to has punch. that burst. Yeah. Yes. So like Darius guys would hundred percent have been the starting back yeah. this year, and it might it might have taken him a few games. Like Antonio Gibson, I think it took him a few games to get going. But like Darius guys, had he not turned himself in. It, or or allegedly had you know had he not even done those crimes down there. Or whatever, you know, like Darius Geis becomes, you know, a top ten running fantasy running back like instantly. So yeah, that that was a big hit to you. that was a big hit to your team. Yeah. And the you know, reason you, I was losing though was because of my defense. I'll say that I had a terrible defense throughout the most of uh, the year. My my best defensive week was Dallas with nine points, and then but other than that, I had. Arizona's defense with eight points, and they didn't really get going until midseason. Like, my defenses was terrible. And then in the playoffs, I picked up Washington's defense, and they dropped 23 for me, and I lost, bro. Like, that's the type yeah. of year. Like, that's how fantasy is can be sometimes. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of content now, though. You, you, you know why? You want to know why, bro? Because I'm – I don't have to lament – on these feelings that much anymore. Do I still want to rant every now and then about mm-hmm. how I should have been in the been in the championship, you know? Dude, honestly, or I should, should be in the championship. That's the thing, right? Do, like do I do I want to do that yeah, every now and then like yeah, but like also I'm kind of happy now cuz now yeah. I can watch these football games and I can actually cheer on my favorite teams. Yeah. For the playoffs, bro, cuz these I don't think we I don't think we realize right now, bro. These these games that coming up are actually action-packed games yeah, that actually mean games. a lot. Like there are teams that are negative 
have a negative win percentage right now and have a chance to get into the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Like, like Washington and being Washington being one of those teams, team. I really the Giants, the Giants team. being another one of them teams, bro. And Philly, I mean, I think Philly's had it. They have to win their next two games. I mean, it's very possible they have to win against Dallas, and I, I don't know who their last game is, but it, I think Philly's out. But you know Philly's going to play their hardest Philly's with Justin Hurts. Hard because of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so I told I told a dude at work I was like, dude, Jalen Hurts is not giving up that position once he he gets it. That's a dog right there at the quarterback position. And honestly, that, honestly, me and you called it. Yeah. Uh, when he got into the NFL, me and you knew that That's if he spot. got a, if he got the starting job, he was never going to lose that starting job mm-hmm. because Jalen Hurts is that good. Me and you got to see Jalen Hurts in person. Sure. And I don't know if any of y'all know or any of y'all respect this, but seeing stats online and seeing it at, at your home or, or watching a game at the house and then going and seeing it in, per- in person yeah. is two different things. You actually get to see the skill. You get to see, you know, the size of the field, the yeah. actual speed of the players. Like so we went the down speed to, of the game, you actually get yeah. to see it. And it so was we, insane. So we went to the Peach Bowl last year when Joe Burrow played against – when LSU Tigers beat down on the Oklahoma Sooners at the Peach Bowl. And so that we went down to the Bend, saw that game, and dude, Justin Jefferson balled out. That's why I've, I went for him. I've always been an LSU fan, so I always go for my LSU guys. Like I've said before, I'm a Jags fan, but honestly, they suck, so I just pull for my LSU guys that are in the NFL. But when I saw CeeDee Lamb there, I saw Jalen Hurts. I've always wanted to see Jalen Hurts play on a college level just because that man, if you watch college football, you know Jalen Hurts is a beast, He's especially a beast. if you're a Bama fan. Um, yeah, but he, he was playing for Oklahoma yeah, that game. He got he stomped was, that game, but he didn't play bad. I mean, Joe Burrow was just Joe Burrow. Joe, and we LC, lit and the LC defense season. was actually decent that game. Yeah, hey man, that, that defense was give. They gave that defense a lot of shit, but that LSU defense was so good, or that offense was so good that they only needed a a, a good defense, and that we had enough LSU talent on that mm-hmm. defense to make us good. Like, bro, if we would have had greedy on that defense, it would have been greedy with Stingley on the other down. side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, instead of a. Uh, I mean, I like Christian Fulton. I really do. I do too. Bro. I like. I, I like. He's Christian just got to settle into the NFL. But the yeah. Titans defense been a little bit I mean, shaky this year. Exactly. And right now, LSU right now is not sitting too well. I mean, they only got a few good cornerbacks right now. I, even Cordell Flott, uh, he. I would say he's just a decent quarter cornerback he, he, right now. I'd say he, I'd say but look I'd say what Flot's showing right now is somewhat close to a, a late round cornerback pick. You know, he's not showing much yeah, for me. Yeah, but look, dude, you gotta realize what like Flott, I like I like the freshman Eli Ricks more than I like Flot and Flot's played longer, bro. Flott, yes, Flot played look, on the championship team. He was the he was the slot corner. I now know he's that, getting beat. But look, Flot is playing with a completely different defensive system, dog. Like they have completely lost their defensive coordinator and their offensive coordinator. We lost Aranda. We lost Brady. Like, I've been preaching this all year. Like, they've just had a different system, and they've had a lot of young guys interchanging on defense. And that LSU defense is coming back. 
it's not going to be like this forever. Like, it'll be like this for a minute, but once we start getting them recruits in and once they start getting comfortable with our system, whoever – like, I've heard a lot of Bo Pelini talk. Like, maybe Bo Pelini's not the guy. I'm not going to get into all that because I don't know that. I'm not in the system like that. I don't have any right to be talking about a man's job. But, like, their defense is going to get better once they start getting more guys in, more experience, and – that's I mean, dude, that, we beat, that's when thing we beat Florida, that's all I needed to see. That right. was the willpower of LSU coming coming together, bro. That's all we needed to see. All right, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. We're not we gonna have, beat we have the talent. Year, you know what I'm saying? We have the talent on defense, right? or at least in the cornerback slot or, or defensive back uh, conversation. We have the talent. I mean, you got Eli Riggs. This dude is insane. Yeah, we, they're calling him. They're calling about. him Pick Six Riggs. LSU. That's, that's what LSU talent. Bro. That's what they're calling him. They're calling him Pick Six Riggs. He's leading. He's leading the nation right now. I think as a freshman or a sophomore in Pick Sixes. Yeah, and what we're talking nation. about college, bro. Like I want to just tell everybody. And you got Der- and, oh, and you got Derek Stingley. Also, I believe one of the best yeah, quarterback talents. In the NFL, I think that guy's going to be a Swiss Army knife for the freaking NFL who can play literally both sides of the ball. He might be the next – He, I wouldn't say he's the next Deion Sanders, but he he has the talent to be like that. He has that raw talent because yeah. he can play both sides of the ball. He can play wide receiver and defensive back. Yeah, He's that good. So while we're here talking about college, I want to just tell everybody who's listening, like we're going to start talking more about – all kinds of stuff. It's not just going to be fantasy. We're going to get into more sports. We just came out of fantasy season, and we're refreshed. We have open minds, and we have open eyes to all these sports, man. Like, we're trying to watch everything. Whether it's UFC, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some college sports. We're going to talk about college baseball, basketball starting off right now as we speak. NBA starting off. Mm-hmm. I'm about to start that NBA fantasy yeah. league. I'm gonna spit some of that a little bit at y'all. Yeah, and that if, NBA and if, league's fun, bro. And if you don't if, play NBA fantasy, try that shit out. It's fun as hell. Yeah. And in a few months, uh, we got uh, baseball coming up too. And you know, as that you know, as you know, that's my favorite sport. I love talking yeah. baseball. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll be getting into that for any baseball fans out there too. Spending. I'd say what fifteen to twenty minutes an episode talking about that maybe you know to to all the baseball fans out there love y'all yeah and hockey too y'all get slept on yeah hockey is actually a very interesting sport bro hockey people get slept on bro let's respect them so that's a hard actually sport so here so here's an actually interesting about interesting thing about hockey uh hockey actually has I think the best uh punishment rules per se. Yeah, sit in like, the box, bitch. Yeah, like you you <laughs> like you, you lay a shoulder out in the hockey. Granted, they are wearing pads, but still these dudes get like teeth knocked out. Like these guys get concussions. Yeah. They don't give up. They don't give a fuck out there, bro. That's why I they like really lacrosse, don't. They're like bro. they're laying shoulders into people, yeah. into like into uh plexiglass walls. Like, yeah, these guys are getting hit hard. Yeah. And and it's still they have too, bro. still they have it's a penalty ice. box. They only have what like three, four game suspensions. Hardly every hardly anybody ever gets suspended a year for throwing a punch. Ever yeah, they're like, go ahead and fight, and then they do it, and it's like ah, get in the box. <laughs> like <laughs> but, why is it? Why is that punishment not not like anywhere any any other sport, bro? Like honestly, because 
honestly, that makes more sense. Like like Bill Burr, like Bill Burr says, you know, there there's some back and forth. There's some instigating before before stuff happens. You know, like the Jose Bautista uh Rognetto door thing that happened a, a while back. Yeah. You know, Jose Bautista pimped a bat swing in a in a wild card game. Like it was a mean bat. It was a mean pimp too. Like I. I, me being a Rangers fan, like I hated watching it. So, yeah, we wanted blood coming back. Uh-huh. Like obviously, like you do that to us when, especially when we had the advantage coming into that, and then you pimp us and and you walk off to win it. Like yeah, we're gonna be pissed about that. And yeah. so Jose Bautista goes sliding into second base, running the door, throws a fucking right right hook and nails him, and then gets suspended for I think six games, six or seven games. Yeah. Like, it, like, honestly, personally, that's insane. Like, you got to know, bro, there's – there's, but when a punch gets thrown, there's always instigating that happens beforehand. There's always. There's always trash talk that happens beforehand. So, fine, I'd say do what the – do what the hockey organization does. Do what, do what the National Hockey League does, you know? Find who did it. Find who started it. Find who was instigating. Throw them in a box for five minutes. Let them cool off. Let David Ortiz go break a few bats. You know, let him go break the phone booth real quick. You know, yeah, let him get that anger out and let him keep playing the game because these games, like, honestly, if you keep the big names in there, no matter what, like, people are going to watch those games. Like, baseball's had a decline in uh, attendance because there's no big names to watch. Everybody's too scared to do whatever, you know, like, uh, steroids and whatnot steroids is what made the 90s the 90s everybody loved the 90 90s baseball uh when it when it was on so like honestly i don't understand (laughs) some of these rules sometimes like i understand you shouldn't fight but like like let's not take let's not get rid of our favorite players you know what i'm saying let's 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 take let's take advantage of some of these other other leagues rules before we start taking away players